It's the Euros Fantasy Podcast. Do 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 do. The Euros Fantasy Podcast. Do 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 do. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Euros Fantasy Podcast. I'm as ever Jamie. I'm joined by my co-host Angus. Angus, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, mate. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. We are joined by two new guests this week. Um, a lot of people from the Gatta community, especially, will know them and other fantasy games. It's the boys from the Man On podcast, Darren and Thomas. How are you, lads? Good, thank you, mate. Yeah. Yourself? Yeah, not bad. Thomas, how are you? Yes, all good, all good. Uh, a bit tired because we're, we're doing a late one even for us tonight, a late <laughs> start, but... Um, no, it should be good. Looking forward to it. Nice to talk about something that's not championship and FPL for a little bit. Yeah, it is. And this is quite late for us. We normally go about anything between nine and ten, don't we, Angus? So yeah. this one's quite a late one for us. For the listeners, it's caught to 11 now on Tuesday. I was going to say Monday night, Tuesday night. <laughs> so France and Germany have not long finished. So we're going to talk about that soon. Um Basically, we'll just get straight into it then. No script, no nothing, just talk Euros. So we're all playing the official Euros fantasy game. Match day one has just finished. I'll start with you, Angus. How has your first match day gone? How many points you on? Uh, so it wasn't too bad, but it wasn't necessarily great. Uh, ended on 55, uh, 20 of which came from Lukaku as captain. Um. Apart from that, the only sort of returns were from um, Shakiri and Spinazzola and Pal Torres. Uh, blanks all over the shop otherwise. <laughs> um, David Marshall, mm-hmm. uh, Marla from Denmark, Dan James didn't get the much promised return. Uh, Carrasco, Yilmaz, Lewandowski and Eriksson. So your triple tur- turkey didn't go too well then? No. Um, <laughs> uh, it started off badly, got one of them taken off at half-time and didn't get any better after that. I, I won't lie, I did quite enjoy that when they got battered. <laughs> I did enjoy it. So, yeah, that was fun. Um, I'm going to leave you to last, Darren, because I saw on Twitter and you've done quite well. So... Uh. I'm going to ignore you a minute. I'll go to you, Thomas, because I actually don't know how you've gone on. So how have you done in match day one? <laughs> it just helps with um, with with the building up of Darren's great score here. Because, yeah, now I've only managed to, to hit 50 points, unfortunately. Um, so 20 of them, again, like, like Angus, was from Lukaku. Uh, unfortunately, I also had Eriksson and the Danish defender, Kadja, uh, who didn't really give me much. Um, I had triple Italy, but unfortunately one of those was um, Florenzi, oh, who um, went off yeah for the one point. So I got six points from Bonucci and Donnarumma, Donnarumma, whatever his name is. Uh, and Pau Torres as well got me six points. And then I got I got nothingness from Suchek, three points, Bruno Fernandes, three points, and Bappe, two points tonight um, against Germany. And then... Uh, Cancello um, got COVID and I hadn't taken him out. 
So by the time I thought to take him out, I could only put in Nego for Portugal, who didn't play. Uh, unfortunately, I missed out on on, on um five points. And I also missed out on the goalkeeper who scored the 13 points, whose name I won't even try and say. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's not terrible. It isn't terrible. But when you hear about how some people did, like Darren, um, yeah, you, you get that feeling. Because it's a short competition, you, you know, I know I'm not, not that I thought I was going to win it, but now I know I'm not going to win it because I'm already, you know, way away behind everybody um but yeah no i'll still play you know i'll still still give it a go and stuff i think my current rank was like i can't remember i did share it on on our pod last night maybe six six k something like that um but yeah so it's okay but limitless roll on the limitless and change it all up yeah you can get some differentials in there so if you have a good week on mm. that it's easy to catch up that week I'll go next then, so we can save Darren to last. Um, I've done all right, to be fair. I've just finished on 71 points. Um, Wakaku captain. Um, I got a clean sweep at the back. Stones, Benucci, Torres and Donnarumma are all getting six points. Berardi and Shaqiri both gave me six. And Goran Pandev scoring like it's 2003, (laughs) getting me six points. So my triple Macedonia wasn't that bad this week. Um, but I'm going to have to rethink who my three players are going to be for the limitless because I definitely don't want Pandev taking up a striker's spot. So <laughs> um, I'm going to have to juggle them around. But this point with Lewandowski because um, I really backed him, same as Angus, over Immobile and Ronaldo. So <clears throat> that was shit, I'm not going to lie. But yeah, 71 points, quite happy with that start. And then Darren can come in and put us to shame. <laughs> Do you know what? I said before the Euros that international football, but like we've had a conversation before about international football and how Thomas doesn't really watch it yeah. um, until it's like a competition. I do like watch a lot. I play a lot of football management games and I try and stay up together with all the players in the different leagues. My stepdaughter watches a hell of a lot of the Bundesliga, Liga One, for instance. So I always, she's always got football on. So I always find myself watching players. So I was quite confident going into the Euros that I'd know some of the players and I could pick a decent team. I didn't expect to do as well as I have done. Um, In like, obviously we're talking about the main Euros, but even in fan team where, let's be fair, you will kind of want to win money. I'm currently placed 35th. Um, oh, you bastard! So I'm currently <laughs> sit on. I'm currently sat on a grand, <laughs> um, which uh, and I, and I'm like I, I I didn't expect to be anywhere near that. So I'm like I was 500th before the tonight. So I was just like I jumped with Ronaldo's two goals and Diaz's clean sheet to from 500 to 35th. So yeah, I'm sat on a grand and I'm just like ah oh, now I don't want to mess this up. So going into next week is like yeah don't mess this up. Um, but back to the Euros, I scored 81 points. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I did have a good one. It says it's still calculating, but I don't think there's anything left to go. Um, I got I got very lucky in the fact that Munier came in after 20-odd minutes because of Castagne's injury. So he got 15 points because he obviously caught clean sheet, assist and goal. Um, I, no, I think he got some clean sheet points. I think he played long enough. I'm not entirely sure. But... Um, 
yeah, he definitely I can check, can't I? Uh, yeah, clean sheet, assist and a goal. I mean, 15 points, even take away the 15 points from 81, I still would have done quite all right, which I'm quite happy with. Uh, I had Immobile as captain, so he got me 18 points with a goal and assist. I, I've got Lukaku as well. Um, but once Immobile got those 18 points, I, I've never, ever really thought about shifting him on. Um, apart from that, a clean sheet at the back as well with Pau Torres, Ruben Diaz and Donnarumma. Um, I had Insigne in the midfield. The only, to be fair, the rest of my midfield was uh, Alaba, Al, uh, Danny Olmo and Mason Mount. Um, Alaba got five points, the other two got three. The real letdown for me uh, was um, Memphis Depay, who got two points. He played really well in that uh, Holland game. Uh, and I thought every time he got the ball, he looked dangerous. He was trying to make things happen. It just never, it never came for him unfortunately but uh I, you know I, I did think he was going to get a couple of returns as well so christ if he had god knows what i would have been on it would have been quite nice but i'm sat just outside four thousand uh overall nice. and i'm pretty much winning every mini league i'm in <laughs> which is also quite nice <laughs> yeah very. Um, it doesn't I, happen quite very interesting that you took that approach because i know through the twitter community everybody likes to gamble so I've seen someone go from Wakaku to Ronaldo today, where that that's a no go for me. And you know, well, has Ronaldo finished on twenty points as captain today? I imagine. Yeah, he has. Same as same as Lukaku. Like for 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 me, okay. If I had jumped from Immobile to Lukaku, I didn't have Ronaldo in Euro. Then I would have made an extra two points. But that's what cost me the risk at the end of the day. I've I've lost out on just two points. I'm okay with that. Um, to be fair, that was, you know, I said to myself, if like we, we've got a lot of uh, WhatsApp group going where we discuss all this and stuff. And in fairness, some people were saying, oh, I'm on, I, they're on Insigne captain. Now he's got 16 points. Should they stick or twist? And I thought if I was on 16 points with Insigne, I would have probably gone for it. Yeah. But a Mobley there with a 18, I was just like, that's, that's just enough for me to want to be able to stick a goal and assist. It's paid off, so fair play to you for that, Darren. Um, so that's our scores then for match day one. Um, in terms of both fantasy and just general football, just wanted to review match day one. So instead of just going through match by match, I don't want to do that because everybody knows the scores. We're all watching the tournament. But I just want to see here who's impressed you, what teams, what players, who's disappointed you, just a general chat, really. Um, start with you, Thomas. How have you found it so far? Um, well, I'm I'm going to get in a nice early pick. I'm going to say Italy. I think a lot of people yeah. would have picked them anyway. Um, that's who I tipped to win it pre-tournament. Um, I'm not a big gambler, so I stuck a fiver on them to win it um, before the tournament started. And I mean, I know they don't have a history of, of scoring lots of goals, but, um, you know, they do have that rich history of of being strong at the back and um, I imagine that they would carry that through into this tournament and they did um, combine with the three goals that they scored and they just seemed to click. Um, what I would be conscious of obviously is that Turkey quite the opposite didn't click at all. And, you know, they, they didn't play well at all. They didn't play like a team. They didn't, they didn't attack much in the first in the first half, if I remember correctly. They were quite um, defensive, and it just looked a really disjointed performance. And you know, I, I did hear quite a few people 
tipping them as outsiders, maybe not to win it, but maybe to reach like the semis or something. I mean, they've, they're going to have to improve drastically in the next round. Um, so, yeah, I mean, te- um, Italy were were the standout ones there. I did catch the, the Netherlands game. And even though it, you can't really call it a convincing victory, I think they did look quite good. Mm. Um, I think, yes, they, met, they may not win games 3-0, but, you know, if, if they're going to go for that basketball approach of, of football... Um, you know that there's not many teams that have more more quality players than they do. I mean, like Darren mentioned, Depay did look good, and he is a very very good player, and I'm sure he will score goals in this tournament. Um, so for me, yeah, uh, I I did enjoy their their performance, and I thought actually I thought England did okay. I think they they beat what they had to. They they did the job. Um, of what was in front of them, they knew that they just needed to be tight and and frustrate. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say on that evidence, um, you know, England will definitely win it or anything like that. But I thought they adjusted their game to to their opponents, and I think the what they show in in the game against Scotland, I expect them to play slightly differently. I expect them to be a bit more attacking. And if they can adapt their game um, for for a different type of opponent, then for me, well, I think round two is is where you really do need to judge teams anyway, because you know everyone's facing a, a different team, and it's what approach they they have for the second game and stuff like that. So for me, yeah, Italy stand out. Netherlands interesting, and England did okay. They did okay. It's all about getting that first win on the board and it's in the first game. Mm. I mean, Eskley were convincing. Um, I can't say anything about the other game. I made the mistake. I got too pissed um, by accident. And I can't... I can remember the goal, but I, I couldn't tell you anything about the game. Um, the only thing I do know is we'll dick Scotland on Friday, won't we, Angus? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't really argue with it. <laughs> um. What about you, Angus, who's impressed you or disappointed you so far? Other than Italy or Holland? Oof. Um, I think probably, I mean, not just because I just watched them, but I thought France were actually, they looked good. Um, I'm not sure how convinced I am by Germany um, I was a little bit sceptical of them coming into the tournament and I think France made them look s- distinctly second best even though they had more of the ball for most of it you still only felt like one team was going to score um, I think I think I saw a sat that this starting 11 for Germany was the oldest they've put out in a in the European Championships um, I think it was almost average age of almost 29. And I think at times it looked that. Um, but I did think France were good. I thought Mbappe obviously looked incredible. I think um, just the reaction on places like Twitter um, to the moments like him chasing down Matt almost like <laughs> I think Clive Tildesley said like he was in the dad's race. Yeah. <laughs> um, was, it, was incredible. 
Um, and the other one I'd sort of highlight, um, obviously, was Belgium. I thought Russia looked average would be kind, but I thought Belgium did a good enough job keeping them at arm's length and sort of putting them away. Um, particular mention for uh, Lukaku, not only because of how well he took his goals, uh, but also when you think he was playing that, what, couple of hours after what had happened to Ericsson, who's obviously a good mate of his. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine how that was for him. So then to put in a performance like that um, just made it seem all the better to me. Um, so probably France and Belgium, uh, like I said, particularly Lukaku. Darren, tell us, you, you are, I know you haven't watched the France game, have you, Thomas? I saw your tweet. You were travelling. Uh, I saw the first half and then I had to leave. So it sounded like from, from my WhatsApp groups that I'm in that the second half was was really good. <laughs> and France France were stepped it up a gear uh, from the sounds of it. They seemed to have um, some good chances and Pogba sounded like he was pulling the strings a little bit, um, just from what I've read. What about you, Darren? Did you watch it? Yeah, so I've watched every game so far. Um, I've not missed one. Oh, wow. I, I missed the two o'clock ones because I'm at work for them and then I missed 10 minutes yeah, at five o'clock. But Whitland has crickets as well, so I'm kind of like recording them then catching yeah. up on them late at night. Um, France, I thought... I think Germany were okay to counter you, Angus. I just thought France were really, really good, as in... They soaked up a lot of pressure in the second half. They went 10, 15 yards deeper. But I thought they managed it really well. As you said, Germany didn't look like scoring. And then on the counter-attack, it's disgusting. Mbappe is not human. He is <laughs> so, so quick. But what I want to say about that, though, is obviously France have got Hungary. So we all want to load up on France. Hungary inevitably going to drop deep, really deep. I imagine 10 men behind the ball. Do you think Mbappe is the best player for that kind of game? Because we know he likes, he's quick, he wants to get him behind. Do you think he's good enough with six, seven, eight men in front of him to get your points ahead of, say, a Griezmann who could drop into a number 10 and have a lot of the ball? I mean, yeah, I do. I think he is good enough. I think it's not just the fact that he's good enough to do it. I think that the French midfield is good enough to keyhole the ball through. Like you see Pogba today. Oh. Pogba's different, different gravy in a French shirt. He really is. Um, he was one of the players I wanted in a lot of my teams, but just there were just a few more players around him that, that, that would have appeared better. For, for Limitless, match day two, not a chance. Pogba's straight in. Um, I really do think that they won't play balls over the top much, although, I mean, if they did, that he could still run onto them. You know, if Hungary press a little bit, all it takes is a is Kante to win the ball, feed it to Pogba, Pogba over the top, Mbappe's in. That That's the way they'll do it. Um, if they can't do it that way, then, yeah, they'll just have to dribble it through. Um, you're probably right. Hungary will sit deep, but at the same time, Hungary have, Hungary have lost, so they've still got to go forward. Um, yeah. Otherwise, they're going home. <laughs> so uh, they still got to, they've still got to do a little bit of attacking, and that's what France are great at breaking breaking down and, and going on that counter. And after I said that, I did realise that Mbappe's goal today that got ruled out for offside, great finish. He was kind of in the box with two to three German oh. players in front of him, and he's yeah. found his way through 
and then put it in the far corner. So, yeah, yeah, he, I'm not like doubting Mbappe's class by any means. Like, that's ridiculous. I just feel like in my head at the moment, I might be swayed otherwise, but I've got Griezmann in my head. Just I can see him dropping deep, floating around the area, and then maybe not goals, but assists from Griezmann, maybe. Um, yeah. Benzema also maybe takes on the last yeah. man. He takes corners as well. So Griezmann on corners gives you the assists chance as well. I'm going to ask all three of you then for limitless match day two. You can only choose one France forward out of Benzema, Griezmann, and Mbappe. Who are you going? I'll start with you, Angus. Uh, I'm still giving the edge to Mbappe. Okay, Darren. I've st- I have Mbappe on mine. And Thomas. Mbappe is the player I've tipped to be top goal scorer this tournament, so I can't pick anyone else, really. This is where I need to not be a dickhead in fantasy football because I did this in Gaffey. <laughs> I'd, I'd see everybody going, like, say, Buendia, and I think, right, I'm going to go somewhere else, and then it'll backfire. So, yeah, I probably need to be sensible and realise Mbappe is going to be hugely owned, isn't he, with, if everyone plays yeah. limitless. Yep, Definitely. Anybody disappointed any of you then? We spoke about the good things there. Anyone you had expectations mm. from that haven't lived up to it in the first game? Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, I think Turkey. I know Italy were, were really good, but Turkey were meant to be better than they played. Um, they've got some decent players. They just didn't really show up. Um, I know a lot of people were saying that, you know, well, Turkey could cause Italy an upset or, it, you know, they could at least take them to a draw, but they, they just they just didn't turn up. Um, I, I'd like to say that I, 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 it's difficult to say Denmark because of what happened to Christian Eriksen at the end of the yeah, day. Of course, yeah. um, I don't think, I, you know, I didn't think they were playing particularly great anyway, but... I, I won't speak anything else after that because it just was a completely different situation. Um, in terms of other teams, uh, yeah, you said the good and the bad. Obviously, Netherlands are great going forward, but their defence is really poor. Um, they really need to work on their defence. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, they've got the attacking potential, don't get me wrong, but yeah, they really fell apart when it came to the defensive uh, job did the Netherlands. So there's one I would subs, say. So many subs in defence doesn't help because well, how yeah, are you they, supposed to create a stable back four yeah. or five? It, it was after they made the two subs. It was Ake and Weindal that came on. Um, it's like, why would you, you know, you're, you're, you've got a clean sheet and you're going to change two of your defenders. It's, I mean, I can understand maybe if you wanted to give them a rest for any reason, but really, yeah, you're just disturbing what's actually working. Uh, and and yeah, then then Ukraine scored two straight away. So it was uh, pretty stupid. Um, I expected more from Scotland. If you've listened to the man on podcast in the last couple of weeks, I've definitely stood in Scotland's corner and said, "Hey, look on paper, they've got a very nice mm-hmm. looking team." Absolutely. Um, and then I watched the game and I was just like, "Fuck, what was I talking about? They've they've, they've they haven't at all." Um, I'm, I was disappointed, and then I expected more. Um, otherwise. Everyone else, everyone else. Um, uh, one more is Spain. Spain didn't do enough for me yesterday. I mean, the Spain of old is completely gone. They have got a very young side now, um, bar one or two. The only one that impressed me there was a player that I had from the start, and that was Danny Almo. Um, I think they had like 15 shots and only three were on target, and pretty much all three of them were him. Um, 
he was trying to create. He was frustrated when he didn't get given the ball. He just wanted to be part of everything, um, and he and he was, and he was playing really well. But overall, Spain, you you can't have 15 chances in a game, only put three on target. Um, that's that's not the Spain we know, um, and it, and it and it cost them. So you know they're already drawing. They drew with Sweden, so we'll see what happens with that group. I pussied out of Olmo. I had him in my draft all week and then I got scared that he wouldn't start, so I swapped him for Torres. But I like Olmo because I had him a lot in Fantasy Bundesliga and he was mm-hmm. brilliant value in that. So, yeah, he's class. And he had he's five. I think I saw a stat today. I think he had five shots, which is one of the ice from the first round. So, yeah. But he's, like you said, if you're not scoring, you, know, you can have all the possession in the world. You've got to create chances still, haven't you? Yeah. Um, Thomas, what about you? Anybody? else who Darren hasn't covered there? Um yeah I mean Darren Darren kind of covered I think the main the main teams really there. Um I'm glad he did mention Scotland because I did say that they would finish bottom of the group but he seemed to big them up. But for me I look at the squad I'm just not I I, I mean if you're I was gonna say you Shay Adams is leading the line but he didn't even play. Well no. you know it's yeah I, I I don't, I don't understand the hype around them. I think the only way they squeeze through is if they somehow get that third place. And yeah, but I don't think they will. Um, sorry if you support Scotland, by the way. It's not that I'm against Scottish people, but just, <laughs> I just look. I like, you know, and Kieran Tierney didn't even play, so you know that was my yeah, one. Injured, like, wasn't he? Yeah, he's always injured. That yeah, was my one thing where you know I wanted them to do well for Tierney, but. When he was out, I was like, yeah, I hope you lose. Um, but no, um, anyone else? Not not really. I mean, I think on the Spain thing, I think they did okay. I don't think they, they were, they, I don't necessarily think they underperformed. I just think they kind of plodded along, really. Um, you know, they only, you realistically probably only need to win one game. They've got their first point on the board against probably their toughest opponent. I'm sure that they will beat Slovakia and that will be enough. Four points will get them through. Mm. Um, I think where it where it will get tricky is after match day two and all the results come in, you'll get teams suddenly thinking, hang on a minute, we need to win the group now because of this team has won both of their games and now we need to win, otherwise we're going to end up with against so-and-so. I mean, I think me and Darren looked at the, um, the possible outcomes of... Um, England's group, and I think it it would it looks better if we finish second than if we finish first or something like that. Yeah, based upon who who we would go on to face. Um, so I think the dynamics of performances will will probably drastically uh, dip or, or or will get much better come match day three when teams suddenly realise, hang on, we need to win, or we don't want to lose, but we wouldn't mind if it was only a draw. Kind of situation. Are you looking um, at the Euros sticker book there, Thomas? Yes. So I haven't got my laptop with me because I'm <laughs> I'm doing my I'm I'm recording on an iPad. So I picked up one of the these bad boys in Sainsbury's for free, and it just. <laughs> well, do you know what it is? I haven't right, hands up. I haven't bought any stickers. It's still got the. Uh, if I show you guys as well, it's still got the free stickers inside it. I haven't even <laughs> taken them out, but um, yeah, no, it's got the list of um, the groups of who's in what group. So it just helps me remember. You have discovered the internet, haven't you, mate? 
yes, on your phone. I have. <laughs> I have my phone with me too, but the app is the app's quite slow. I don't really particularly like that, so I've put a shortcut as. Anyway, yeah, it just it's in it's all in print in front of me. It's it just helps, <laughs> and then I've got useful statistics like you know Italy won the Euros in 1968, and you know, and then I've got the full squad in front of me. You know, I, love you, sp- I mean, I haven't got any pictures, mind, but yeah. I'm traveling home. I'm running a bit late. I haven't got my laptop. I've got internet on my phone, but I better go Sainsbury's get a sticker book. <laughs> do you know what I I actually picked up the sticker book a couple of weeks ago before the tournament started and I've had it sitting in my bag I've not I've not actually as I said I've not put any stickers in it but um, I thought it would be useful for our pod for research purposes if at every time I don't have the laptop but um, yeah like I said I've got the list of winners you know I've got you know Germany's won it three times as of Spain France have won it twice Yada yada yada. So you know, it's not the worst piece of equipment. You watch, you boys go get one tomorrow and pre-pod, and you'll be like, "Oh, how did I, how did I get by without this sticker book?" <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> uh, before we move on, actually, um, we can't not speak to you, Angus, um, about Scotland. Just your thoughts quickly. Um, I promise I won't take the piss. I won't say anything. I'll let you have your word. Let's say. I feel like I've lived this rant about five times and <laughs> the game only happened like two days ago. Um, but I, I disagree with what's been said to an extent in that if you look at it, Scotland actually probably had enough chances to get something from the game. Sure, yeah. um, and that's arguably made it more frustrating that one of the things Scotland tend to struggle to do is actually create those clear chances yet they actually had sort of three or four and then I thought the selection was wrong from the start it wasn't sort of revisionist I saw a lot of people questioning the selection after it you know once it started going wrong I thought the selection was wrong from the start um Dykes and Adams have played together in all the friendlies and all of a sudden he decides to change that Mm. Um, Armstrong hasn't started at all. All of a sudden, he's in the starting lineup. And I thought, as much as I like Stuart Armstrong as a player, he looked like a player that hadn't been playing in that team um, for a while. Um, obviously, Kieran Tierney was a big loss at the back. I thought then the distribution from the back really struggled. Um, special mention for Stephen O'Donnell, who's not good enough. I thought, I think I saw him control the ball out for throwing three or four times. Yeah. Um, and then to top it all off, you get you can see the goal which will be replayed and memed into oblivion so you'll never be able to forget it yeah i did say before the game started i know what I, I know i said i wouldn't say anything but phil bardsley would have done a better job at right back <laughs> i can't argue i can't argue and the problem was as well every substitution that steve clark made which was basically correcting an error he'd made with the starting lineup made the team look better so it just highlighted that you got the team wrong Che Adams came on at half time immediately made it better Yeah, as it went on that. guys like James Forrest came on immediately made it better and yeah, it just highlighted it, yeah, it that he got it wrong from the start so what are your predictions for Friday do you reckon if he learns from them mistakes and plays your better side do you think you've got a chance of getting a result against England 
I mean, I wouldn't say no chance, but I think it's slim. But I think Scotland will make it a competitive game if he puts the right team out. But I'd still expect something like a 2-0 to England even at this point, even if the right team's put out. Um, it would take some a special bounce back to do better than that for me. Interesting. Right, that's match day one covered then. What we'll do now is we'll look at match day two. So match day two then, Angus, you're getting the fixtures up. Um, we'll do what we did with Perry last week. We'll run down. I can't even remember who I chose last time. I know I did pick Turkey to get a draw, I think. So it just shows I'm particularly bad at this. But we'll go through them and then we'll have a look at players who we're probably going to target for match day two. Uh, yep. So I won't mention my Turkey prediction because it's even worse than yours. But um, the first game for match day two is Finland against Russia. We'll go in order. We'll go Thomas, Darren, me, you. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, it's Thomas. I'm going for Russia. I think um, Finland... Uh, oh, am I, am I speaking or are you just saying team? Sorry. Don't want to go off on one. Don't have to go into too detail. Just who you think is going to win. Yeah, I just think um, Finland did get their, their famous victory. Um, I think Russia will... will come back and we'll, we'll grab the points this time and, and make it interesting in that group. Okay. Darren? Yeah, I can't look past Russia. I don't think they've got uh, some pretty class players. Uh, Golovin, I think, will, uh, will, will star in that one. I didn't watch the Denmark-Finland game. I was at cricket at the time, uh, but I did watch Russia. And just based on that, I'm going to go Finland's just because I saw how bad Russia were. I know it was against Belgium, but yeah, I'm going to go Finland with another 1-0 win. Uh, I'm going to go with a very exciting start to the match day, 0-0. Fantastic. <laughs> Glad I'm missing that one for work. Uh, so then the second game, uh, the five o'clock, is Turkey against Wales. Um, for me, I'll go draw. I think Wales, Wales are. I don't think they're going to be anyone's whipping boys, and I think Turkey are going to have to improve. But I think actually both teams would probably take a draw and and go for it in the final game. I'm going to say draw as well because when I was looking through the fixtures to set up my limitless team, when I got to this game, I just couldn't call it. Um, so I'm going to say nil nil draw. I've gone before you then, Darren, as well. Sorry. No, it's that, mate. Don't worry about it. It's your <laughs> podcast. Um, I, I think Turkey will steal it. I don't think it will be a high scorer, but I think I think it'll be like Turkey 2-1. I think Turkey have got enough about them um, and they need to put in a better performance. Uh, so I think they will. Yeah, I'm going 2-1 Turkey. I think they will sort of be, I think, woken up by the Italy game and the fact that they need a win really with the other teams drawing they need to sort of start gaining ground on them so I think uh, they'll just edge it 2-1 okay and the late game is Italy against Switzerland um, for me I expect another Italy win possibly not by the three goals this time I think they'll 
be happy with with two. I can see a close game, but yeah, probably about a two 0 win for Italy. Um, yeah, I can't disagree with that. Uh, I think Italy have got enough to easily see off Switzerland. Um, I think Switzerland could challenge. I think they'll scare Italy once or twice. Um, but yeah, I, I can't see them uh, losing that one. I'm going to give score scoreline as well, 2-0. I don't think they'll batter them, but I think they'll be too strong for Switzerland. Yeah, clean sweep here, 2-0 Italy. Put your money on that, listeners. 2-0 Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so then on Thursday, the first game, Ukraine against North Macedonia. Oh, blimey. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think it's, I just don't think North Macedonia, I think they're one of those teams that are just going to be pleased to be there. And, you know, they've got a goal, got a famous goal. I think they'd be happy to get another famous goal, but I can't see them getting 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 any points on this occasion. Um, they didn't look terrible in 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 the game against um, Switzerland. It was Switzerland, wasn't it? No, who did they play in their first game where they lost three? Austria one. Yeah. Austria. Yeah, they didn't look terrible. They just didn't look. They looked about two two levels below. Um, so I just expect again another situation where their opponent is just better than them. Um, they might nick a goal, but I would expect um, them to lose by two clear goals. I, I I think slightly more actually. I think Ukraine will come out and and, and smash them. Uh, I thought I was really impressed with Ukraine. Actually, um, they've got some really good players. Uh, so yeah, for me, I think he'll be a, a three, three or more against uh, North Macedonia. I'm not expecting North Macedonia to score either. I'm gonna go three-one Ukraine. I think, I think you made the point earlier on with someone else, Darren. Macedonia are gonna have to come out a bit and try and get something if they want to get out of the group. Um, so I think that will impact them. Um, yeah, I'll go three-one Ukraine. I think it'll be comfortable. Yeah, I'm going. Similar sort of feeling, uh, 3-0 Ukraine for me. I think they'll probably get that clean sheet as well, although it wouldn't shock me if North Macedonia nicked a goal at some point. No. Mm. Um, next one, uh, Denmark against Belgium. Um, well, it feels, feels bad saying this, but, you know, I, th- I think... This is this is the game where again Denmark are on the verges of going out, which is which is a real shame. But you know, how do you look past a Belgian team that's as strong as it is? I mean, Denmark were were quite a few people's um, tip for for being outsiders of doing really well in this competition. And for me, as I said, I, I've not watched, I don't watch a lot of friendlies uh, when it comes to international football, so. For me, I I didn't realise that. I've just heard things, and yeah, I I didn't see it. The 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 little bit of highlights that I saw before, obviously, what happened with Ericsson, I didn't see it, and I don't think you can judge anything on what happened afterwards. So, the only thing I would say is that the players will have it in their minds that you know Ericsson is on the mend, whereas they didn't know that when they went out to play before. They didn't know enough details, whereas now they know that he's he's going to be okay 
health-wise, it seems, um, which is fantastic. Um, so that may give them a lift, but I just think Belgium are too good. So I would say Belgium to win by by two, if not three goals. I think they could be quite punishing. They might want to send out a message. Yeah, I, I'm not going to disagree past that or elaborate too much. Uh, I said even you know even before Ericsson's misfortune, it uh, they didn't look particularly great anyway that first half. So for me, I think Belgium will, will do a two or three nil again. Um, Denmark may still go, but uh, they've they've got they've got an all right striking force in Poulsen and Braithwaite, etc. But uh, no, for, for me, it will be a Belgium dominance again. I think. 2-1 Belgium. It's I know Ericsson's on the mend, uh, but I still think it's going to be very emotional for them still. Um, I have that feeling of they're playing for Ericsson kind of thing because they know he's watching. Um, Belgium's defence, I think, can be tested in this tournament. So, And I think Denmark could do it, but I can't see past Belgium winning, so I'll go for the 2-1. Uh, I'm going... Belgium 3-1, um, obviously all the stuff that's already been covered and as much as Ericsson is on the mend, um, I wonder about some of those players emotionally, whether they're sort of back in the right place to, to, to play again sort of a few days later, even with him on the mend in terms of what they went through, um, seeing the likes of you know, Thomas Delaney, how emotional he was, um, Simon Kier, obviously, you know, heroic actions, but then had to be taken off early because he was still going through it so much emotionally. So um, I worry a little bit for them and I sort of think they might actually be down a few important players as well. So um, I think that could affect it. So that's why I think 3-1 Belgium. Okay. Well, let's go quick fire on these because I want to talk about some players from actually too. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> next one is Netherlands-Austria. Um. Netherlands by the single goal, I would say, 2-1. I'm going to go Netherlands 2-0. I think they'll learn from their defensive mistakes. I'll go 1-1. 3-1 uh, Netherlands. Oh, nice. Um, next one is Sweden against Slovakia. Um, Sweden will... <laughs> step it up a little bit and actually try and score a goal. Uh, and I think they'll be successful and probably win, I'm going to say something quite bold here, 3-0. Okay, no. <laughs> Mental, mate. I'm going 1-1 on that one. I can't see anything past that. I didn't see the Slovakia game. And I'll be honest, before the tournament... I didn't say to anybody, I thought Slovakia would be the weapon boys of the tournament, not Hungary or Macedonia. And I backed Lewandowski and it backfired. So without <laughs> seeing them and seeing Sweden against Spain, I'm going to go 1-0 Sweden. I really don't know. Didn't see Slovakia. Yeah. Um, I actually missed the Slovakia-Poland game. Uh, so, But I'm, I'm quite a big fan of a few of the Swedish players. So I'll go... 2-0 Sweden. Uh, the next one, Croatia against the Czech Republic. Um, I'll go draw. I think draw and... Um, yeah, score draw, 1-1. One, one. Okay. I'll go Croatia, 2-1 there. 
I think Crochet will be or, or Pip Czech Republic on that one. Oh, I'm gonna go nil nil. I'm gonna go uh, two nil Croatia. I found that one tough actually. That one I could find that on hard to call that game. One. Yeah, it is. Uh, then we have England Scotland. England three nil. No, yeah. no elaboration. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I'm expecting them to win. I'm hoping we don't do a stupid defensive mistake. But for me, it'll be England 2 or 3 0. I was going to say 2 0 until Angus spoke about Scotland. So now I'm going to change to 4 0. And I'm not trying to take the piss out <laughs> of you. I really aren't. But when you're choosing O'Donnell, like I said to you, Angus, it's like England choosing someone from Kingsland. Or something like that. It's just, it's not good enough, mate. It's not good enough. No, for now, England. Uh, I'm still going to go. I think Scotland will fix some of the mistakes, particularly in the selection, but I still think England will have too much. And I'm going to go 2 0 England. Okay. Um, next one is Hungary against France. Oh, well, France. <sighs> Do you know what? I feel like it should be like 4-0, 5-0, but it wouldn't surprise me if it's actually 2-0. They step off the gas. You know, they get they get an, an early goal, maybe pinch another one just after half time, and then they really kind of just drop back and knock the ball around and stuff and just conserve some energy. So yeah, I'll say France 2-0. Yeah, I was. I would. I would like to say a four or five nil, but I, I do think what you said earlier about uh, Hungary stepping back and defending quite a bit as well. I think if they concede early on, then they will do that, and I, I can see it being maybe two max three nil in the end to France. Obviously, <laughs> I don't think Hungary is as bad as people were expecting today against Portugal. I know they've ended up losing three nil, um, but I thought they did okay. Um, they did themselves proud, but. I can't see him getting anything, but I can see France just, like Thomas just said, they just knock it round, control the game, and can save energy. So I, 2 0 is probably the easy score to say for me. Yeah, so um, I think France will be relatively comfortable. It's just at what point they sort of ease up, uh, but I think it'll be 3 0 when they get to that point. Okay. Uh, next one Portugal, Germany. Oh, um, I, I, I mean, this is a tricky game because I only saw a little bit of the Portugal game and I only saw the first half of the France-Germany game. Um, obviously, the Portugal have got the victory, so they don't need to go for it. Germany could take the point and then, you know bank on winning their final game but that's not necessarily the German way uh, I'm going to go based purely on reputation and say that Germany win by by a goal um, probably sort of a 2-1 situation with Cristiano getting a penalty or something to to equalise and then Serge Gnabry is going to score the winner or something like that Darren? For me, I think it's going to be one all. I can't see anything past a draw with those two. I think it will be one of them will get an early goal, then it'll be a very cagey affair, and one of them will nick an equaliser. 
I thought Portugal were a lot better when um, the Benfica winger, come on, Rafa was his name. Rafa Silva. Um, yeah, Rafa Silva, yeah, yeah. Very quick. He made a difference. I think if he started, I thought Bernardo Silva played quite well, so I'd play him over Yotta, maybe. Jota um, is terrible. But Germany, I don't think they were bad tonight. I think France were just that good. I think, yeah, I'm just going to have to play safe and I'm going to go for a nil-nil draw. Maybe, oh, I don't know, a draw. We'll go a draw. <laughs> um, I wasn't actually like that impressed by Portugal. I thought they went bad, but for the first sort of particularly 80 minutes, I wasn't that impressed by them. I thought it was strange that the manager selected both Carvalho and Danilo Pereira in yeah. midfield. And it sort of hum- hamstrung them a bit. They didn't need two holders, um, where I think they might do against Germany. So maybe it was sort of planning ahead to that. But um, I wasn't that impressed by them today. Um, Germany, I wasn't that impressed, but I think there's still enough quality there. And I think France are really good, which coloured that. So I'm going to say one all. One all. And then the last yeah. game now into Yeah, Spain-Poland. Um. I think when you think of Poland, you just think of Lewandowski, who's a top quality player, and he will surely score a goal at this tournament. But Spain, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think they'll concede. So I will say Spain two 0 Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with that. Uh, I don't think Poland didn't Poland didn't impress me whatsoever in their game. It might have Lewandowski, but uh, your striker is only as good as your supply, and he wasn't getting any. So for me, I think it'll be a Spain two 0 as well. I'm going to go three 0 Spain. Again, I didn't watch the Poland game, but that's a disappointing result. Spain after picking up a point are going to want the three points, and I could imagine they'd want to come out firing. So I'm going to go three 0 I think it depends to an extent on who starts up front for Spain. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Alvaro Morata. And as as was apparent the other night, neither are the Spain fans. No. Um, I think it should be Moreno, but I think it will probably be Morata. So for that reason, I think Spain will win 1-0. Okay. So that, this is the part where now I just contradict myself after predicting them results and I'm going to tell you what players I want and it's just <laughs> going to be completely different to what I've just said. Um, so I'll go first because I've just got it up now. Um, I'm not going to go through my whole draft, but obviously I've got to keep my triple Macedonia. And you two boys have given us a team each, haven't you, who we must include in our match day two squad. So. Yeah. I don't know which of you chose which team in or whatever, but basically, Angus, you got Italy, didn't you? And I got Germany, so I've got to have a German player in there. And Angus, you've got to have an Italian with your triple Turkey. So, for my German player, I've looked at Gnabry, which I did this before he got subbed off because he was playing through the middle and is a midfielder on the game. So I thought, oh, brilliant. Don't know how I feel about that right now. Which Italian have you chose, Angus? Um, so I actually already had one in okay. a, a spin at Sola. Um, but I think I'm going to go into the second game 
also having Insigne. Just a double up, are you having or are you getting a triple? I think I'm just going to go two. Um, if I added another one, it would probably be a defender, but I think I'm just going to go with the two. Interesting. Um, for my match day two, then at the moment, I'm torn on England. I've got Kane and Sterling in there at the moment, but I'm not 100% on that. The only thing I'm 100% on is Lukaku up top, and then I've gone big at the back. So I'm going Hernandez against Hungary, spinning it. I can't even say his name there. Spinazzoli <laughs> against Switzerland, Munier against Denmark, and I'm going to go Di Lorenzo with Donnarumma, so a triple Italian defence, um, mm. and Jordi Alba as well against Poland. And then a French forward, which is probably going to be Mbappe and play safe. Mm-hmm. What about you, Thomas? Have you got anyone who's probably certain to be in your match day two team? Um, yes. Um, so I've actually, I've actually been um, drafting away. <laughs> um, whilst looking in my sticker book, I might add, <laughs> as well as well as um, as well as on the uh, app and stuff. Um, yeah, no, I'm a big fan of sort of double and triple defence anyway. You will often catch me playing that. So like in Champman, um, just a week gone by, I had three sets of double defence. So keeper and then five defenders. It was split between the three teams. Uh, and all three teams actually kept clean sheets. Um, so I will be going for treble Italy defence and double France defence. Um along with a Spanish goalkeeper, who you can probably work out who that is. Um, so, yeah, I've got um, big at the back there. And uh, I have drafted in KDB because he is supposed to be back. Um, I'm going to obviously double check. I'm going to stick him in for now and double check what information comes out about that maybe tomorrow. Um, because I would quite like him. You know, it, it's not a a body fitness issue as such. So there's no reason if he's safe to play yeah. why he couldn't play the full 90 minutes. Um, so I may well play him, but the only concern I have about that is obviously he has had a long season. So maybe if they're, you know, if they're winning, maybe they take him off after an hour. So maybe that's someone to consider um, switching out again or something like that. But um, he's arguably the best, the best player in the competition as a footballer. Um, so it seems silly not to have him or not to certainly be considering him. But um, I may change it in the next sort of 24 hours, but um, I've stuck him in at the moment. Okay. Angus, what about you? Um, so I've gone quite big at the back as well. Um, I've got, obviously, Spinazzola. I've got Mernier. I've got... Um, Hernandez from France and I've got Zinchenko as part of a Ukrainian double up with Yarmolenko nice Um, and I've got at the moment which might change but at the moment I've I've got Lukaku but then I've got double French attack at the moment in Mbappe and Griezmann nice nice. I think a lot of people do that won't they yeah looking at that can't choose between the one and maybe have both (laughs) Yeah, the one the one I want is um, that might break it up is um, Pogba. He yeah. was in when I first did it. I had Pogba in, mm. 
He was um, immense tonight. So he may well end up. Darren, what about you then? Not too dissimilar to Angus, in fairness. So I have a triple Italy, a triple England, a triple Belgium, and a support uh, a triple France and a supporting cast of Spain and Ukraine. Um, so I've got a couple of different players to you guys. I've got Phil Foden and Carl Walker. Uh, instead of Yarmolenko, I've got Malinowski. Uh, I've got Carrasco uh, in the midfield for Belgium because I think he was immense. Um, just unlucky not to score. Um, and my French bench so far, because obviously they're the last game of the week, so they're all on my bench at the moment, and I have Mbappe. I do have Pogba, and I've got Hernandez to come on uh, in case any of those defenders don't keep clean sheets. So slightly different. Yeah, I like it, though. I do like that, actually. Can I just ask, um, Angus, you've, you've gone for that double French attack. Which one of the two would you captain? Mbappe. Okay. Because I would, I would have thought that is a tricky decision. It's tricky yeah, enough picking say. which one to get in the team. Yeah. yeah. But to then decide which one to captain on top of it, it's, yeah. Okay. What, what I'm enough. hoping is someone's, is someone's done amazingly, got like a 30-point yeah, captain, <laughs> yeah, and it takes the decision it. out of my hands. Yeah, yeah it's always <laughs> nice if your captain fires early, then you haven't got that worry of mm. should I stick, should I twist. Hopefully, Lukaku's the one I'm banking on, really. In the second day, I think he plays. Um, just lock him in again, that's the plan. Um, right, one last bit then before we let you go. Um, last week, we do guest versus Angus versus Jamie. Perry was the first guest to have a go. How did the results go, Angus? Well, I guess the best way to put it is... I helped you win by inadvertently stealing Lewandowski. Yeah, um, he was going to be mine. He, he obviously scored the two points. Perry went for Depay, who scored two points. Uh, because I'd stolen Lewandowski, you went with Lukaku, who scored 10 points. One nil to me then. So, Darren and Thomas, as you're the guests this week, you're going to predict the highest point scorer for match day two. You're going to have to somehow agree on one. So, I'll let you two go ahead and try and pick someone now, then. Well, we did actually message beforehand. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> to debate it. And, well, I say debate it. I had my player in my head. I asked Darren who, he should, who we should pick. He picked the player. It's the same player I was thinking of. And it's probably the player whose name's been mentioned most on this podcast. So go for it, Darren. Uh, Kylian Mbappe. <laughs> I had a feeling it might have been him. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, was, it was kind of kind of obvious, considering how much we've all bigged him up, really. It would be a bit silly if we picked someone else. Yeah, to be fair, yeah. Angus, and now Mbappe's gone, who are you going? I think I'm just going to be really boring. I'm going to go Griezmann. Okay, so yeah. so that's Griezmann and Lewandowski right now. You can't pick them again. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. I've changed my mind since we've done the predictions, and I reckon I know who you're going to go for. I'm going to back my prediction with the high scorer as Harry Kane. I knew you were going to go for that. Just because that's... I predicted England four <laughs> 0 I kind of got to though, haven't I? I was just thinking in my head, actually, when we all went for French players, I was thinking, do you know what? Why didn't any of us go for Harry Kane? 
Yeah, I was just thinking that he he's he's also in my team. So now I'm gonna have to keep Harry Kane in my team because I can't see England four 0 choose Kane as the top scorer and then don't have him. I don't think that's the worst thing to happen this game week. No, so <laughs> have to have Harry Kane. Force my hand a bit there. So yeah, that's that then. So he plays better. And that is a wrap up reel. It's ten to twelve now. Um I've now got to go and edit this to make sure it gets out tonight, ready for in the morning, because people have only got a couple of hours to listen to it, really, before the deadline tomorrow. Um, so before we wrap up, Darren Thomas, if you just want to let the listeners know who you are, where they can find you and what you do, really. Uh, yeah. Do you want me to take that, Thomas? Go for it. Perfect. So you can find us at uh, Man on FPL on Twitter. Um, you can find us at uh, Dronic uh, underscore FPL or FPL underscore Thomas for Thomas. Um, oh, that's Thomas eight, isn't it? My, my apologies. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Forget about the eight. Um, you, you can find our website, fantasyfootballcollective.org, where we've got a lot of the community that write articles for us. Um, so a lot of gaming stuff on there for the games that you play and very very soon you'll be able to find us on twitch and youtube as well um and it'll just be man on podcast for those guys you can just find us under man on Pod- uh, man on podcast yeah so anybody who plays gaffer sky fpr <laughs> um esn 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 literally anything yeah any kind of fantasy football <laughs> that you can think of, there's going to be some kind of article on that website. Um, there is, yeah. I like reading the gaffer ones because obviously I concentrated a lot on gaffer last year. I like reading them, but next year I'm going to play a bit more fantasy football, hopefully play Bundesliga again. So I will be checking that out. Um, and yes, you are now going on Twitch, aren't you, live on YouTube, which I heard earlier yep. on while I was on my dinner break. Absolutely. Yep, that's uh, that's it. We, we are moving to Twitch now. Um recording live uh uploading to youtube it's going to be uh yeah i've worked on it a lot today actually well, i say a lot a bit. darren uh, i think also good. you should add that um we are effectively the man on podcast at the moment but soon we're only going to be 50 percent of the man on podcast because we're very very true expanding so maybe I add was, that as well i was i was gonna <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't going to he's lagging <laughs> I was. Uh, it's late. It's like ten to twelve. Um, yeah, of course. I mean, that's that's how you find me and Thomas. But obviously, you guys probably are very much aware of Craig Kemp. I think it's Craig Kemp thirty two on Twitter and CM underscore yeah. see who's Martin. Um, absolutely fantastic guys in the community. Do a lot of the the sim data and a lot of the different sort of uh, differential articles. Craig uh, Craig does a lot of differential uh, pods um, for Champ Man and stuff. So they have joined the Man on Podcast ranks, um, and we're now going to be a four piece as of pretty much in a couple of weeks. I think we announced it on our podcast last night that was released today. Um, so we are effectively already a foursome, but uh, we won't be on a pod together for uh, for a week or two. But uh, yeah. We have extended. So exciting stuff then for you guys coming up for this season. I look forward to seeing how you do with that. Um, Yeah, I look forward to that one. But thank you very much for coming on. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Yep, yep. Thanks for the invite. No, no, not a problem at all. So that's a wrap of that one. We are back on Saturday. um, And I have a feeling this podcast will be interesting. We have got FPL Frenchy on. Um, I have a feeling we're going to get banned from Spotify 
after me and Emma finished. Darren, <laughs> you you know what French is like because you're in our WhatsApp group, aren't you, for the gaffer? Um, Correspondence? Yes, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. French, <laughs> the Forest fan. Me and them, just, we just go at each other most days. So in a good way, in a friendly banter way. Yeah, banter. But yeah, we do abuse each other quite often. So that's going to be quite a fun podcast because he's at cricket all day and he's injured so he can't play. So he's on the source all day. So nice. <laughs> that will be an interesting podcast. So yeah, tune in Saturday night. Um, I appreciate you listening. Um, I know there isn't much time to listen. So if you are listening to this now, Thank you very much for your support. And yes, see you Saturday night. Cheers. See you later, guys. It's the Euros Fantasy Podcast. The Euros Fantasy Podcast.